Hiya, I'm Alan. And I'm Richard. Welcome to the Mind Food Podcast. For all your hungry brains, come gorge in our delicious homemade recipes of enlightenment. It's basically a podcast about mental health. We're a bit daft. So here we go. First podcast on video. Interesting times. I'm going to sip my tea. You know, you'll be able to see that visually as well. If you listen to the podcast, you'll hear this. You'll also hear me tap, tap the mic. We've got three mics on the go. We've got this one for for visual purposes. Yeah, this not plugged in. For the benefit of the listeners, there's a, a just a stranded microphone in the middle of me and Alan that isn't working, but it looks good. And that's the most important thing, isn't it? Yeah, of course it is. So this is uh, this is in my we're, we're we're doing this podcast from my garden in my new mm, Zen Den. It's impressive, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's your crib. We've called crib. it. We've called it Bolo. What was Bolo mean again? Bolo Zen Den. Bolo Zen Den. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. That might not kind of ring any bells for anybody. No, on the for, for all you Middlesbrough fans out there, uh, Bolo Zen Den. Uh, basically won as our only ever cup in, what year was it? Oh, uh, 2001 or 2000, something was like it? that. I think so, or, or 2004. Maybe. I'm sure some yeah. will correct us if they're listening from Middlesbrough. Yeah, so anyone who is from Middlesbrough then just correct us without us knowing because there's no other ways and means of was knowing. Do it on the YouTube oh, channel. Oh yeah, yeah. Put a comment below on what year did Bolo Zenden score that penalty in the Carling Cup, was it? Yeah. And if you whoever answers it correctly gets a, a prize um, of um, which I haven't decided yet. <laughs> <laughs> but a uh, mug. This mug. That this mug. mug yeah. These are like fancy, like quirky. Oh, what are they? They're almost like a, well, well, a Yorkshire. I think we should eventually have some Mind Food Podcast mugs. And we'll have a little bit of product placement there because we've got the video. Yeah, running well, now. we're working on a new logo, aren't we? Mm. So we'll have the little head on. Yeah. And we'll, we'll, if people would wish to purchase them, and all proceeds will go back into the podcast. Yeah. Each mug will cost about £10,000. Yeah, I think that's reasonable. That'll pay. I think it'll, I mean, we just want to live off the mugs, don't we? That, that'll, <laughs> Like mortgage wants to be paid off by mugs, um, and if you buy it for ten thousand pounds, you are essentially a mug yourself. Well, all you need to do is like sell what maybe six six mugs a year. Mm-hmm. So that's thirty grand a year. That'll do. And right. as a pause, it's eco-friendly because you're not polluting the environment with lots mm-hmm. of porcelain. Yeah. So we're kind True. of helping the world really by selling them at a high price. Yeah. People will look after them more and be less likely to throw them out. And pollute the environment because seagulls, poor seagulls, got their legs trapped in mugs apparently. Yeah. Do they? Yeah, and they can't fly away and they die. Oh, bloody hell. Yeah, that's what I heard. That's what the seagull said to me yeah. when he came and said hello to me yesterday. Anyway, should we, uh, should we keep some focus on the podcast rather than our minds going all off on many tangents? It's a bit like a, a kind of very basic early mindfulness session where our conversation replicates our kind of yeah, the wandering mind. mind yeah and as it settle as we settle into the podcast i.e the meditation the mind becomes more focused so alan gently 
refocused our mind to the yeah. present and so to we, the should we do that should be, should we have that as the focus of today's podcast yeah is let our mind wonder where it goes and one of us when we notice it's wandered too far let's bring it back what do we bring it back to because in meditation you bring it back mm. to the breath so it's, what would we bring it back to the conversation is the breath the the topic is the breath is breathing is the anchor yeah, yeah. so let's start with breathing right breathing's like and the podcast is run through anchor. I don't know if that's weird. any kind of weird. Yeah, yeah. It's that symbolism there. Anyway, let's come back to the breath. Gently bring us back at it with compassion. And Do you know any weird facts around breathing? Uh, if you stop, you die. That's true. And if you keep going, then you keep living. Yeah. Uh, I think that's technically true. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you nobody knew that. I bet there's people falling off the chairs now. Gasping. For? More knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> so, why don't we? Like, seems though we're in the Zenden, seems we're, we're in Bolo. Mm. Oh, that's a bit weird, that, isn't it? In Bolo. You don't want to be in Bolo, yeah. we want to be... I'm not that um, way inclined. I mean, I'm not, I'm not bothered about other people being that way inclined. I'm not in the mood for it. I'm not that way inclined <laughs> of being in Bolo. Anyway. Being in, in his essence, in his essence. In his essence, yeah. yeah, because this place is called Zenden, and we need to talk, maybe let's talk about some hippie shit, maybe? Yeah. Hippie shit, meditation, mindfulness. You've been on a, today you've been on a, yeah, in a flotation tank. Flotation tank. We, we talked talk. about that in the first podcast, didn't we? Yeah, I don't know what's I talked detail. about it. What's your, what's your view on the flotation? Um, I didn't, I think it could be used different ways, so like you said when we were talking, I think a lot of people probably use it to kind of soothe muscles like sports therapy, so essentially if people didn't listen to the first podcast, you jump into a giant, giant egg, it looks like something off like Superman would have kind of got out of when he crashed to earth, um, and it, it's filled with water, it's got a lot of salt in there, you kind of close it when you get into it, you float, and it's pitch black. So you cut off all your senses, essentially kind of cut off. And you're just lying there, just on top of the water, kind of totally kind of um, weightless, essentially. Um, you close your eyes if you want, but if you don't, it's still pitch mm. black, isn't it? It's like literally, yeah, yeah. you can't see a thing. Um, and I guess yeah, it's soothing because lots of the Zepsin salts in there and they can help soothe muscles. So that can be something you can use it for. I think for me, it was probably, it was very relaxing. I remember kind of just letting like we've just said there, just letting my head dance to where it went. So it was really about like just seeing where my mind went. Um, I didn't really drift off anywhere. I think the last 30 minutes I was just asleep. Mm. And then that music woke me up at the end. So it was lovely. Yeah. And I don't really get naps in the in the daytime these times. So it was nice to take advantage of it. And it's it's weird, isn't it? Because like, even if you nap in a place like that, because I, I remember speaking to the owner and he was saying that some people are concerned about like, if they fall asleep, they're gonna drown. I had that thought. You can't. Because mm. you, you can't turn over because mm. you're literally just floating. Mm. I had that thought, that what, if I, what if I drown? What if other people have drowned? I wonder if anybody else has drowned in the world in one of these tanks. Imagine finding someone drowned in the tank. So I was kind of going off that for a little while. Yeah. And I was thinking, yeah, I'm kind of just thinking about weird stuff now. So then again... That, that's all you're left with, yeah. though, isn't it? You're, left, you're literally left with... For anyone who hasn't done it, it's basically... The, in America, they call them sensory deprivation tanks. 
which basically you're just left with hardly no you, you kind of have a sense of touch don't you you can still yeah. feel that but everything else is pretty much maybe well not so much really because I thought well your sense of hearing would go but your internal you become in tune you, you be, yeah become in tune with like what's going on internally yeah I, all I could hear was my heartbeat yeah. I could hear a pulse behind my neck yeah and in my ear and then like you and said, your breath kind of as well just, you're aware yeah. of your breathing your breathing rate mm -hmm. as well so it's like really even if like you're trying if anybody's done any breathing exercises it's kind of really powerful when all you've got is that sound of your voice because I guess when we, you teach mindfulness you get people to kind of really notice the breath, notice kind of the in-breath, the out-breath, where you can't escape it then because there's no. nothing else to distract you. If you're no. doing it in a session, you've got the person in the room that's teaching you, you've got traffic outside the door, you've got people walking around, you've got the ambience of life, haven't you? So it's, you really need nothing. to work hard mm -hmm. where that, that's it. You are left with your mind and your body, aren't you? Yeah. To the point where it almost felt like, I said to the, to the owner, do you know I need to get his name? Because... I've, we could. Um, I was having. We could get him on the bring, podcast. Bring yeah, yeah, yeah. And it felt weirdly like when you're breathing as though you're an astronaut. That mm. that that breathing sound of being in like a because you can just hear it internally. Yeah. But my mind wondered at one point to. I wonder what this. I wonder if this feels like in utero. Mm. Because you float, you've yeah, it's going back to that, isn't it's it? Utter darkness, yeah, and you're just in this floaty, amniotic big sack yeah, of fluid, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's big plastic thing rather than a, a womb. I suppose as a baby, you've got literally there's no thought because there's no, you've never witnessed anything to develop any train of thought, yeah, have you? So yeah. they are completely mindful creatures, mm. aren't they? They're very much completely in the moment. So I guess it's trying to hack it harks back to that, yeah, isn't yeah. it? Just being in that state of just. And I reckon if you, I mean, I said to him on Monday when I went, is one hour wasn't enough. He said, yeah, "Oh, we can sort out a, a few." He, sometimes he goes in for two. He said, "Right, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd love to go in for at least two, maybe three hours." Yeah, you'd be very wrinkly. You wouldn't. Oh, I suppose you would. Yeah. Yeah. The bottom half of your body would, but because yeah, you top half your body, like half of you, because obviously half of your body's out the water, half but half of the body's under the water, like a very much like a ship. So like your bum, your back, your back of your head, just be all wrinkly, <laughs> <laughs> and you just a smooth like front bit. <laughs> no, I would definitely do it again. I would definitely recommend it. And it's like, for what? I mean, it's cheap as well, isn't it? It's not, you know, a lot of these kind of things that you go for, like these kind of new age mm. type therapies and stuff, it can be quite expensive. Yeah, and it is quite cheap. When it's a big pit yeah. of kit, look, I thought that must mm. cost a lot of money, that, that tank. Yeah. They won't be cheap. Be and he's done it out really, really, it's, it's proper professional looking, mm. isn't it? The, the whole kit and caboodle. Yeah. And you think, yeah, it is relatively cheap for it, because it's a therapy session, isn't it? You would put, what most people pay for a therapy session, between 30, 40 quid an hour. Yeah. It's well, you can pay, what, 100 quid for a, a, a sports massage. Mm. So yeah. it's half the price of that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's, it's I would similar mm. in its effect of like, feeling like, ah, I needed that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Really good. Yeah, we'll have to get him on one time. So he can, I suppose he'll know a lot more than us about kind of flotation. We only know it through our own experiences, mm. but he'll know. The science behind the, the reason. Yeah. So if we get him on, we could even go down there. 
Yeah. We could do it in the flotation tank. <laughs> We'd all just waterproof all our kit. But all this would be like... Link yeah. it up. Maybe all this would be... This light's like going off all the time. Oh, yeah. Maybe the battery's running out. Maybe it's a battery-powered one, you see. Oh, right. Maybe need to Would charge you it more energy. It's quite good, though. Yeah, Change the lights. They go different colours, or it's got a different, like, oh, yeah. That's good, isn't it? Be cooler, like, when it's dark. Yeah. Like, pitch black. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you wouldn't believe the amount of light, fairy lights, pump out. Because yeah, when this got... gets dark in here, it's, well, it doesn't get darker with, when they're on. So, be mindful of the, of the podcasters. Alan's got a string of fairy lights that kind of go around the beams at the top of the shed. It's not a shed. I keep, I keep saying shed, Alan. It's a it's house. A stigma. I suppose it is. It's a fancy shed, really, isn't it? Shed. Shenzhen? Shenzhen. Isn't that a place in China? No, I don't know. Um, but yeah, in his, um, in his Zen shed, he has got lovely little lights and that's pretty much all the light that's in here and it's enough isn't it mm. yeah once it gets dark you, mm. you don't really need any more yeah 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 nice big windows nice windows i've got two buddhas in the corners uh oh. got lots of books which represent kind of spiritual and personal growth i suppose just to add to the flavor mm. on the wall is uh mind over in the corner there oh, which there is. is is my business Outside of kind of the NHS, kind of doing loads of stuff for, in schools for well-being and stuff and meditation and what have you. And then a big tree of life mm. to, to our left, which behind it is is a door. A doorway to another realm? No, just next door's garden. Oh, yeah, which just, is essentially another realm. It is, the yeah, same, I suppose it is. Same dimension. She doesn't know that the doorway is there. Why do you go there? Because she's got like small... Uh, lovely. Be careful. Ch ch chocolate fountains. <laughs> what in a garden? In a garden at the bottom. Oh, yeah. you just go and like open the door and, and I just, run through yeah. naked and play like a little pixie. No, that's that's too no. far. I just lick lick the chocolate. Lick fountain. the chocolate fountains yeah. and then come back. I've heard that in my head, and that could be interpreted as many many things. Lick, lick the chocolate lick fountain. Lick the cho chocolate fountain. That's something you want to encourage your kids to do as they grow older, would you? Well, I don't go know. on, kids, lick the chocolate fountain. Well, as a, like as a euphemism, but if you take it literally, you just lick it in a chocolate fountain, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, but the spin round, you might get your tongue caught in them. Yeah, you might. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's dangerous. Breathing, breathing. We've gone off. So yeah. let's let's bring Draw ourselves back, back to, to, the to the breath. Any 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 facts you know about? I tell you what was a fact the other day. Oh, I forgot it now. We should have, a, we should have um, a segment, and people can come up with ideas, which would be good about different segments for the for the podcast. But we should have a segment on a facts, yeah, fact of the week. Well, even just interesting facts around. Because I love facts. I do. Did you? Have you you've watched that Down to Earth with Zac Efron on mm. Netflix? If anyone hasn't watched it, then watch it because it's quite informative, and the the. The fact that stuck in my head has got nothing to do with mindfulness or anything. Yeah. Is apples, how they, they originate from Middle East. Kazakhstan. Yeah. Yeah. And how one tree. in America they were just it was used as sat when the when they imported cider, it, yeah. used as cider. Prohibition, yeah. yeah. Alcohol. And the whole 
apple a day keeps the doctor away was because they were drinking cider and yeah, eat the yeah, apple yeah, instead. Yeah, that yeah, makes you yeah. more healthier. Yeah, yeah. Trying to promote Fascinating, the apple. Fascinating, isn't it, yeah. how a little kind of phrases come from? Yeah. And it's weirdo. I wonder why facts stick in your head like that. A fact that stuck in my head, which again has nothing to do with anything that the podcast would ever promote, is the fact that China, in the last 10 years, have produced more concrete in building than America did in the 21st century. Oh dear. That's a lot of building Isn't work. It? Yeah. Yeah, that's a lot of hard hats. A lot of heat. Mm. You think? You know, big of, inner cities where it's like yeah. mega hot, isn't it? It's all because of concrete, isn't yeah, it? They built like this is somewhere like fifteen mega cities in the last mm. like ten years or something. That's ridiculous. Yeah, good old China. Good old China. So there's two facts. But maybe we, if we try to do a segment, we'll have a, a really yeah. good fact. We'll do on some research, on, on and then now. what we'll do is we'll pick a fact, and then really discuss the fact and see where the fact goes and all like try and disprove the fact or fact check it here's a fact for you do you remember fact from mm. do you remember when you used to watch videos and films in the 90s yeah i don't think they don't see it now on, on because it's all netflix and streaming fact was federation against copyright yes theft. it was do you yeah, remember yeah, yeah. it just put when we when we were saying fact loads and all everyone. i had was the 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 visual thing of fact I think everyone who watched that felt a little bit guilty yeah. for no real oh, reason. No. I've, I've got this on copy. <laughs> Probably because you got it on copy, yeah. yeah. But even if you hadn't, you'd still feel a little bit like, mm. oh, I feel guilty because this is up now and it's like, it's, the guy might, might go to prison for. There'll be, there'll be something. some people who'll be thinking, what's a copy? Or what's, what's fact? Yeah. So, so young people will probably won't know that you could. You could rent a video. Do you remember? You could re- if you had From two a videos. Bloke's car used to drive around the yeah. estate in the back of his boot, and he'd have videos. <laughs> Did you have that? Yeah. Yeah. So you could rent a video, an original video, VHS, and if you had two VHSes, yeah, v- VHS recorders for for the young ones, uh-huh. is you hook them up together. Oh, yeah. You get a blank tape. You put the blank tape in one, and you play the video in the other, and mm. press record on the blank tape and then you've got a recording. The problem was it never was really 4K quality the other end, was uh, it? I suppose what. <laughs> Do you remember like if it wasn't so televisions back then yeah. weren't the best with were a but you used to turn the brightness up. Yeah. So it made it look a little bit better. Opening scene in Jurassic Park, I've been <coughs> watching a dodgy copy on a videotape and it's where the um, the first scene is dark, it's at night, and they're loading the velociraptor into the cage, and like something goes wrong, and the guy gets eaten by it, yeah. and it's all dark, and he can't see a thing. All I can hear is, How's that? Oh, oh, there's a tree, that's a tree. Yeah, oh, the a... only thing you could see on like really bad copies was when it was in like bright sunlight, everything yeah. else you just. It was almost like a sound recording of the film. And ironically, any, any dodgy copy that you get when. <coughs> Yeah, like 12 or 13 is probably some weird horror film, yeah. which is dark all the way through, so you can't see a thing. <laughs> Watching Hellraiser on a, a VHS copy, you're not going to see I much. wonder if any young people actually watch VHS these days on the old 21-inch portable uh, televisions. I don't think it would be very fun, would it? Because you can watch it, all them, them movies now on Netflix. Yeah, but I suppose like vinyl's coming back in. All the young ones are doing that, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. 
So why not bring the VHS back? It's a bit like your old Nintendo Entertainment systems, mm, isn't it? Yeah. The ones going back to that now, aren't they? Even though the graphics are debatable. Yeah, but it was all about the gameplay. Breathing, breathing, our mind wandered <laughs> off. Let's bring it back to the breath. Give me a fact about the breath. Uh, we've given two breath facts. One, if you start, you die. One, if you continue, you live. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, we need, to, we need to look. We need to look for breath facts. I should know some breathing facts. Well, I, you, know, you won't know breathing facts, but you'll know how breathing affects. The body and how it affects the mind and how you can anchor to the breath and stuff why like don't that. We, why don't Well, what about scientific breath facts? I don't know how many there is. Well, Wim Hof, he'd know, because he's pretty good with the breath stuff. Would, isn't would he, he know scientific facts about the breath, or would he just go do this? Well, I went I on his know, website and, and yeah, there's there's a lot of stuff on breathing and yeah. the whole the whole kind of physiological response to breathing and all that type of stuff. So I'm probably. Probably should let's go on his YouTube channel, I suppose, and he'll have a well, lot of stuff. I do know that there. obviously if you regulate your breathing, that's why deep breaths work, is it because it, it affects your central nervous system, doesn't it? Mm. Your central nervous system elicits a if you're in stress or in distress in fight or flight mode, it elicits a your, your body to breathe fast to get more oxygen, to get you ready and prepared yeah. to fight or flight. So if you then regulate your breathing and slow down your breathing it's having that opposite feedback. Mm. So then the brain goes, ah, oh, you're breathing slow. I'll calm that down, and your amygdala calms down, and the body's And there's the, the whole, like, vagus nerve stuff, isn't it? So, like, like you said there with the, the, the nervous system, when we, I suppose the whole, the whole thing around when we breathe out, we feel calm. Mm. It literally activates the vagus nerve. So a vagus nerve is attached to your brain and then is attached to every single major organ in your body. So when you breathe out, then that tones the, the vagus nerve mm. and then sends that message to your lungs, your heart, every, that it's safe, you're okay. And then that's why we feel kind of nice mm. and calm and relaxed when we when we breathe out. And it's probably, I think about teaching people basic, any basic way to, to kind of reduce stress in life. The first thing you would, I would do anyway, but you should do really is talk about the breath. Mm -hmm. you, can, you can get massive results, but just by changing and regulating your breath. Yeah, yeah. Slowing your breath down, just even for a couple of minutes a day. Well, there's a, there's a thing, isn't there, that I sent you yesterday about, uh, for anyone who's, is wants to get into meditation or kind of breathing techniques or whatever is there's a thing going on at the moment it's been going on for quite a few years on it's called the heart math institute and it's doing some research around the more we focus our breath and focus it through our heart mm. so bring the the attention to our heart as we're breathing so mm. breathing in through our heart and out through our heart is we create heart brain coherence and when that happens, we create a better magnetic field around us, which then creates social coherence. So when you're in... A, feel more connected. Yeah, you feel, I suppose when you're in... You'll, we'll, we'll all know, won't we, when we are around a calm person. So they've got a magnetic field, which is calm, which then interacts with our magnetic field. So then it creates social coherence. So the idea of what math, Heart Math Institute is going to do is the more people that do it mm. together, you don't have to be together, but actually at the same time, it creates global coherence. Mm. And when you've got that going on, then you've basically got 
it affects the the magnetic pull of the earth and the yeah. magnetic pull of the sun and fascinating stuff yeah yeah absolutely yeah 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 and i think there's some truth in that like anecdotally when you think about i guess that only when you can see that what we what we do at work and, and when you go in and when you're calm or when there's people in the office that are calm mm. things tend not to kind of go yeah. into crisis yeah. as much do they mm. um or you can and i suppose it's that easy that you know if, if you work with people that are in distress if you're calm it calms them and you could go, well, that's the reading body language and the mirroring and stuff. But I definitely think there's something in that energy. Oh, yeah. If you bring, if you bring anxious energy into a room or angry energy into a room, mm. that other person will kind yeah. of feed off that. If they're angry already, it'll just escalate the situation. Well, they've done, they've done some research, didn't they, in America. I think it was with the NYPD to measure stress levels mm. so around toxic people. So, And how they've done it was when certain police officers were around other police officers that they're found toxic in some way, whether it was bullying or whether it was just negative people. They measured the sweat levels. Yeah. Uh, so when they were around people who they felt calm and kind of joyful and all that type of stuff, the cortisol level in the sweat yeah. was lower. Yeah. But when they were around people who were toxic or stressful or angry, mm -hmm. then the cortisol levels were higher in the person that was not the person that was giving out the stress, the person that was receiving it. Mm. Or just being in the room, so they weren't kind of saying anything to them. Something in there that we're social creatures, and we live in, we're used to live in small social groups. So when you needed to be stressed, it, it made sense for the whole group to feel that at the same time. Mm. So if you're ready to, to be attacked, everyone has that same kind yeah. of kind of emotion and the same you know if, if you need to be relaxed that the whole group became relaxed and mm. you, you were one unit you were like yeah. symbiotic and i and guess we, we have that now yeah. don't we in offices and in, yeah. in teams it's a stuff. good old phrase isn't it of like you can cut the atmosphere with a knife yeah. you walk into a room yeah. you either feel calm mm. without you knowing or you think what's going what's been going on in here mm. and you don't even know what's going on but you, you can feel it straight away go as far as you know you look at priests when they go into the haunted houses and people go there's the horrible atmosphere in here for like i'm being watched there's things mm. happening that the whole family is stressed they go in and do something that's quite calming whether it's waving incense yeah. or doing a prayer yeah and they're a calm relaxed person are they just changing the atmosphere the the electromagnetic field mm. that's kind of around is it yeah, changing yeah. because of their influence fascinating stuff yeah 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 all i've got in my head now is when we went on a ghost hunt years ago and I was telling, I was telling Kate, my wife, for, for the viewers and the listeners. Uh, so we went on this ghost hunt. It was uh, Hartlepool Gun Battery. Oh, wasn't right, it? the bruff. Yeah, Bill Bruff. And basically, we were in the dark, and there was we had mediums and paranormal investigators with us. And our friend Jeff, hiya Jeff, if you're listening, uh, and he felt a tug on the back of his clothes, didn't he? And then he shouted my name, he said, Alan, Alan, I'm gone. And then he fainted. And then we didn't know at the time, did we, that later on, the the medium kind of done a reading on him. He said, yes, the spirit has definitely passed through you. But what we found out hours later, that was just another two of our mates tugging on the bottom of his jeans. Yeah, yeah. Cause I felt it, and then I, and then the guy who it was turned to me afterwards after it all calmed down, and Jeff had been exercised. <laughs> he was like, "Oh yeah, um, so I, I did that." And do you feel a tug? Yeah, it totally that, that ruined it, didn't me. it? It ruined the. Energy. I wanted it so much to be a ghost that had gone through him and like tried to possess him, and it wasn't. It was just a daft, yeah, twenty-year-old lad playing silly buggers. 
So, but that was and that was like very quickly there was mass hysteria in that in mm -hmm. that circle. Oh, yeah, so it was, was dark. Mark, we it? was we were kind of sensorily impaired. Mm -hmm. We did so our other senses were very heightened. And it was pitch black, wasn't it? You couldn't see anything. Touch and sound were very yeah. heightened senses mm -hmm. at that time. We were primed because we were told what the place we were going to was haunted. Mm -hmm. There was a child in there that touched people. Yeah. So that's massive priming, isn't yeah. it, already? And it just took one person to touch somebody else and boom. Yeah, the gates right. opened, didn't it? And yeah, so yeah it was, and, it was, and then everyone started panicking. And then we got rushed out, and we got he pulled him out, dragged him by his like, <laughs> his, <laughs> by his head almost, and then his arms and legs. I think he got carried out like a stretcher. He almost, did, didn't yeah, he, he did. Yeah, yeah. we carried him out. Yeah, yeah. Um, all just, I mean, look at it. It was hysteria. Yeah, it was mass hysteria. Mm. We all got bought into it. Was it was funny though. Yeah, it was hilarious. Yeah, but you can see how people can buy into it in groups because you see this like these cults and stuff that kind of have this. This belief that some sun god's going to come down and rescue them all. Mm. We're all so much in it, aren't they? Because everyone believes it at yeah, that time. Yeah. And for that one moment, we we if you'd have interviewed us a couple of seconds after he started to go and turn like he did, we'd have all been pretty sure it was something supernatural oh, was going yeah, on. Totally. But afterwards, yeah. ten minutes when the bloke turns around and says it's just me being stupid. <laughs> yeah. Oh, drop me, Mike. Oh, the breath. We've gone off on one. We've gone we off. On. Our mind wandered to past memories of, of spiritual conquests yeah, yeah. through many, many haunted houses and stuff. Do you remember lot, that time? We? Did a lot. My mind's wandered again. I brought the the breath it's interesting. back, and I'm, my mind's wandering again. It's an interesting place to go. To. Yeah, we went for for all you people out there. We went on oh, oh, a lot of ghost hunts, didn't we? Good, good. Twenty. Yeah, yeah going to say. Yeah. We first started yeah. out kind of doing it for charity, didn't we? And we yeah. did have paranormal investigators and mediums with us. Mm. Uh, Which again, probably looking up... back, was probably kind of not helpful because again, you're primed to think yeah. when they're telling you stuff. Well, we should have had just paranormal investigators, the science, yeah. but we had a medium as well. Mm. Priming us for all sorts <laughs> of stuff, which was fun. But it was an experience yeah. in itself. And it's, I, I would recommend anyone. If you want a night out, just go on a night out for a ghost hunt mm. or just stay in a house and stay up all night and don't mm. drink any alcohol mm. and just be sleep deprived. Because mm. do you remember that time in uh, we were going down to Pontefract for that one? The It was um, a, a psychiatric kind of mental... No, that was... Uh, that was, was near... Not? Oh, no, that, that was, was near Leicester. Oh, that was, wasn't it? The one in Pontefract oh, was a pub. pub. Yeah, yeah, it was. And I remember coming, and it wasn't a very good hunt, that one, was it? And I remember coming back, and we were all very sleep deprived. And I think yeah. you were driving, and it was about yeah. half five in the morning. It's probably not the best thing to do. And we is were sick, like proper, all sorts of songs going on in the car yeah, yeah, just to, to keep ourselves awake. But you get there giggly, don't you? And it's fun. It is fun because you are like I think part of it. If you go on a ghost hunt and you sleep to five and you're doing it all night, you're probably going to experience some weird stuff. Oh yeah, your brain's going to play tricks with you. But it was funny as well, and it was just good exploring a random establishment, mm. like an old pub or a castle or whatever it might be. You just had a little free roll. Well, yeah, I remember the one. We used to make videos as well, didn't we? Like documentaries on it. Mm. Uh, unfortunately, I kind of lost them. Mm. But I remember one in. Oh, it was up near Chesley Street, wasn't it, near Durham? Yeah, And we yeah, found yeah, this old yeah. hall, and they had loads of instruments out the back, didn't they? And yeah. there was a stage, and then we bit, what we basically done was create an Irish dance on the stage, remember? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just kept us entertained yeah. for hours. 
Yeah, it was funny. That was a bit weird. The breath with with with. Uh... Why did we get to that conversation? Have you ever heard of kind of? I mean, I'm bringing it back to the breath, but I'm also bringing it back, and this this might be educational, I suppose. The association train. Mm. Yeah, mm. and it's taught in mindfulness. It's probably taught in like CBT yeah. and all that type of stuff. Uh, and it's basically for how your mind associates one word or one feeling and it kind of just takes it to the next and to the next and to the next and the whole point of meditation is mm -hmm. to recognize that you're on an association train and then just come back to the station. Mm -hmm. uh, so sometimes I've played, I've played the game with patients before when the minds are wandering off all the time and stuff is well, basically you just pick a word, association mm -hmm. game, mm -hmm. and see how far away from the word you can get in 30 seconds so i'll pick a word ball what do you associate ball with football football what do you associate football with middlesbrough football club middlesbrough football club uh nearly relegated nearly relegated efl's dodgy 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 ink oh, the whole world's dodgy at the minute whole world's dodgy at the minute why there's a huge global pandemic a global pandemic what's happening um uh, we are all going to die why are we going to die because of a virus that's been re potentially released and created somewhere in a laboratory where's it been created uh, um, I don't want to say anything more because it's keep a podcast. Keep going. No, it's <laughs> like... your mind wondering. Keep going. Where's it being created? In a laboratory and they are trying to um, fight some kind of crazy disease, but I'm worried that it might turn into um, a disease that turns people into a zombie. Zombies? A zombie apocalypse. Zombie apocalypse? Yep. And then we'll be the only survivors. In stuck in here. Stuck in here. And the windows aren't really suitable for a zombie. Right. Attack. Stop you there. That was less than a minute, and look where your mind wandered to. Yeah. And it's really, it's a good exercise, isn't it? We started with ball, zombie and attack. then, and we ended up on a zombie attack within mm. thirty seconds. And you think that's how powerful the mind, it, mind oh, is when it wanders off. How quickly off. a zombie apocalypse could yeah. happen? True, in minute. thirty seconds. Can you imagine though? We were looking out there right now, and everyone's just walking around as zombies. That'd be weird. But the point, the point of the story mm -hmm. is basically. We both work in, in jobs where people have psychosis mm -hmm. and have delusional ideas. We got to ball to zombie apocalypse within 30 seconds. Mm -hmm. And we know, yeah. Exactly. Now, can you imagine yeah, someone yeah. sat alone without the focus of a mind for, for months yeah, and yeah, years, yeah, yeah. letting the minds wander off? That's how fixed delusional yeah, paranoia That's how it all forms, doesn't it? On, exactly, yeah. They kind of go from there normal belief system to so it. I suppose sometimes meditation mindfulness is is a way of training your mind not to wonder that far out because getting that far out it's almost like inception mm. the dream levels you get too far in the levels there's no coming back is there mm. you sit on your own for five years wondering about stuff that started with ball where's your mind gone after and that length of time the problem is with that is that if you don't challenge it because we we always need our beliefs challenging to set them into known reality so i did this the other day with some, one of the students i said about how a delusional belief occurs so you might get a guy that is mildly anxious and then he gets more paranoid about the world so he starts to think do really want to go outside it feels a bit unsafe I don't know why but it just feels unsafe and then he kind of thinks i don't really like those those cars that are going past red cars i don't feel very good oh, i don't feel very good around red cars Maybe there's somebody in the red cars that are looking at me. Maybe some people in the red cars are monitoring me. 
maybe to do with red cars, has something to do with the government, or yes, it's definitely the government, it's Secret Service, and they're monitoring me because I've got information that they, um, that they can prevent a worldwide takeover from the Illuminati, and it just goes yeah. from being paranoid to just that belief just, system, just, and no one's yeah, challenging me, no one's saying, yeah. maybe it's just red cars and it's Quinton's just spotting them because mm. you're anxious about red cars for, for whatever reason, no one's challenging that belief early on, and it creates and becomes fixed. Yeah. And then once it's fixed, it's quite hard to then really track mm. back. Oh yeah, it's like trying to tell a pope that you know Jesus was was not the son of God. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell a pope he isn't the pope. Hmm. I'll tell you that you're not Richard. Can you imagine though? Can I mean mm. sometimes I, I use that example at work for students is you know when they say oh that person's really like mad and how can they believe that type of thing? Can you imagine if I said to you right now your wife and child are not your wife and child? You'd be adamant. And it's only you only believe that's yeah. your belief that your wife and child are your wife and child. Mm -hmm. But if ten people came to you tomorrow and said, "I'm I'm sorry, this was all a this was all an experiment, mm -hmm. and they're not your family." Well, I mean, I'm only married because I believe I'm married and everybody around me believes I'm married. Mm -hmm. Money is only is only has cost to it yeah. because we believe it has cost to it. If we stop believing in money, then what what happens? What would happen to everything held together by belief systems? Yeah. Everything. Mm -hmm. Without removed belief, and then that's it. If what what happens? Apart, yeah, because yeah. humanity like, would to... fall apart, wouldn't it? We yeah, would yeah, yeah, cease yeah. to be the intelligent form of life that we are. Exactly. Yeah. Because of belief. Yeah. And yet, somebody. I was looking at a thing on YouTube the day, and it was um, about kind of ego and self, and that there's no real true self. So you have a belief in who you are as a person, made up of what you know about yourself, but. There'll be a person walking down the street that look at you and have their own image of you, and that in their reality is their image of you. It might be, well, he looks a bit cocky, mm. don't like him, or he's well dressed, or whatever. Uh, people around you that you know, like friends, will have a certain belief about who you are as a person, and in their reality, you are that person. Yeah. But uh, and your wife will have a different, totally different opinion, or slightly different opinion. Again, to her, you are that person. But that's different to how you will see your person. Mm -hmm. There's no one true that's, Alan, that's there's no one true yeah. Richard. That's really weird that you've said it because just before you said that, I in, I had in my head the guy that kind of thought of that thing. Mm -hmm. uh, I was watching a, a podcast last night and it was Jay Shetty. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, he's a monk, yeah. like he's got a book out soon called Think Like a Monk or something. And he talks about this. It was, I think it was in the 30s or 40s. No, it was in the 1800s or something he said. Uh, I'll have to kind of get the the, mm. the name of the guy, and basically what it is is it's 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 a saying where I I am who you think I think I am. Mm -hmm. So in your presence, I am the person that you think I am supposed to be. Mm. So I will then be that person, mm. and when I'm around someone else, I will be that person who they think I think. So all we're doing is just basically going around thinking, oh, that person thinks I'm good, so I'll be good. So we're then believing that we're good because we think that they're mm -hmm. thinking that. Mm -hmm. And it's just this constant Different. loop and we're never really, tr probably, truly ourselves. Because what is ourselves? Because again, we have our own beliefs yeah. about who we are, but that's different to what other people mm -hmm. believe. So who's right, who's wrong? There's no right weird, or wrong, is there? Weird, weird yeah, stuff. Yeah. So good way just to kind of let go of the ego though isn't it I suppose a little mm. bit or just sit in a flotation tank yeah yeah your ego will just like Melt be screaming away. out and go ah yeah. okay where's my senses I'll sit in a flotation tank with some ayahuasca 
and just go for it and see yeah. what happens. It's all illegal in this country though, isn't it? Kind of. I mean, it was on, you'd, you'd have watched the Down to Earth, wouldn't you, on the last mm. episode, they talked about kind of plant medicines. Mm. And yeah, it's like, it's unfortunate, isn't it, that these plant medicines have been probably some illegal of and made into class A drugs. Yeah, that's what's happened, hasn't it? So cocaine and cannabis are not good for you in the present moment certainly i can't see cocaine ever being good for you because it's mm. very much a chemically processed drug that causes billions of pounds of damage and, and kills people and causes all sorts of horrors cannabis is a plant but it's heavily manufactured at the minute isn't it it can cause lots of problems we work yeah. in a psychosis service we know that there's certain chemicals thc in in um in cannabis that can elicit psychotic type symptoms but it's a plant, essentially, that's been grown and used it for medicinal purposes mm-hmm. for hundreds, if not thousands, thousands of years. Thousands of years, yeah. And I know there's places like Canada that kind of um, have uh, shops where they sell it and they have their THC and CBD count or percentage on mm. each product that they have. And they do say eventually, because the cannabis plant that you see now, the, the illegally grown ones as well, there's the, they're not the original cannabis plants. They're like it's like dogs. It's like there's that many yeah, species that now. Yeah, breeds of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So eventually they'll they'll breed a cannabis plant that's 100% safe. That isn't isn't going to cause any mm. issues and only mm. has the good bits to it. Yeah. So that'll be the point where it probably becomes legalized everywhere. Whereas now it's but then it's like you've got it's, lots of hybrids, haven't you? Yeah, and I think they, they all get they all these plant medicines get bad names. But you think it's the good old set and setting situation, isn't it? Where Unfortunately, a lot of young people smoke cannabis and mm. the reasons for it are to escape their reality. Yeah. And you think probably a good reason for taking cannabis is to heighten your creation, mm. heighten your creativity. You know, a lot of artists and musicians take cannabis before they write music or yeah, yeah, make a piece yeah, of art because yeah, yeah, yeah. it opens them up to a, mm. a higher creative realm. Relaxes don't everything and kind yeah. of helps creative flow. But it? unfortunately, it's, sometimes it's people who've been traumatised or escaping yeah. their own kind of inner selves, aren't there? And you think, is that the right use of cannabis? Is it the right use of magic mushrooms and ayahuasca? And if you went to a job interview for, uh, I don't know, a corporate business or something, or a bank or something, and you said that you smoked weed, you wouldn't get a job, would you? No. But if you went to a, a weird Californian creative a company... Surfing, um, a surfing teacher. Yeah. yeah. Or like, a, you or don't a, smoke weed? You'd nah. get a job straight away, wouldn't you? So, <laughs> oh yeah, I smoked, you know, ten joints a day. Yeah, you're in. Yeah, just it's stigma, isn't it? Yeah. And, and but there is, I think, things will change. But there's a lot of yeah, there's a lot of research into that side of things now, isn't it? Into mm. plant medicine. Well, yeah, the the Imperial College of London are doing tons of research around psilocybin and mm. ayahuasca and and how it kind of is opens mm. opens up the, the door to trauma and how you can mm. kind of process it Ecstasy easier. been used for trauma therapy yeah. in like some of the, in kind of some of the, um, the Norwegian, I think, um, cities and stuff have been used now mm. in certain kind of like um, institutions. Yeah, there's, there's, cause it used to, it was I think in the 1950s, when they first started to understand that these, like those plants from South America that were yeah. listed in these, strange experiences in tribes 
They were doing a lot of research. And well, yeah, then it was the yeah. Cultural Revolution. And then the happened. Beatles spoiled it, didn't they? 60s, yeah. Well, they didn't spoil it. They opened it up and then governments thought, oh, we can't let people think for themselves and then yeah, suddenly yeah, yeah, made yeah. things illegal and so it's bad for you. But a lot of Beatles songs were made under the influence yeah. of LSD. Lucy and Scarlet Diamonds. Yeah, mm -hmm. LSD, exactly. So It's yeah. a shame, really, because, yeah, yeah I, I watched something a while back and it was the, the, the pioneers of psilocybin therapy or well lsd and mm. all your other kind of uh plant medicines in the 50s and the 60s i think it was terence dennis mckenna or mm. terence mckenna who's now died but his brother's kind of taken up the mm. the baton of trying to get kind of plant medicines in as a mainstream. therapy yeah getting into the mainstream and stuff that's how we probably treat ourselves for thousands of years plants that are around you mm. heal don't they yeah plants that harm plants that heal yeah, well, you know, you're getting stung by a nettle. What's next to a nettle? Yeah, a dock leaf. leaf. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. we need to kind of mm -hmm. be in tune a little bit more to nature. Well, nettle we? soup. Get stung by a nettle, just have some not nettle soup, nettle tea. Yeah. Get stung by a nettle, have some nettle tea. Although I don't think it'll get a nettle sing away. It's a nice warming tea. <laughs> <laughs> it'll distract you away from the sting, won't it? Yeah. We've covered a lot there, haven't we? Yeah. In the last 40, what, 40, 45 minutes? That's, we've gone on a roller coaster. This is basically, imagine if this was a meditation session. Mm. This is basically what our mind's done. It's mm. wandered off many places and come back at mm. certain points. We've had a the theme through it, the breath, but we've kind of wandered off, which is, so we've just basically talked about what is. What is the mind? What is the, well, I suppose in, in one way, it's an example, it's an external example of what the mind does mm. internally. And, and at times we've, we've, we've hopefully taught our listeners and our viewers that this is all right, as long as you've got some sort of insight and awareness into, mm. I'll bring that back now for a little while mm. and let it wander you again. Need to allow, you, need it to, you need to let your mind wander because that's where creation is, isn't it? That's where mm. discovery is. Every yeah. invention, every kind of eureka moment was you know, Newton sat there letting his mind wander and seeing an apple drop. Gravity. Mm -hmm. He'd let his mind wander. If yeah. he did let his mind wander and he's very much in the present, he would he'd nothing would apple happen. drop. Yeah. And I'm very mm -hmm. much there and that was a nice apple that has just dropped by. Yeah. He wouldn't have discovered gravity. No. I read, I, I need to lend you the book and it's called Biology of Belief and I've said it a few times, mm -hmm. but it's, a, it's an absolute game changer of how yeah. it kind of changes your perception. And, how I understand it, and the guy, Bruce Lipton, who's the epigeneticist guy, mm. and basically, and a lot of Silicon Valley companies have now took up oh, this. Yeah. So it's based in quantum science, which mm. is not a new thing, mm. but it's, mm. it's, it's sounding new, but it's over 100 years old, and mm. it's the most proven science out there. Mm. And basically, what Bruce Lipton's kind of discoveries were, I think it was in the 80s, kind of epigenetics, and how the cell membrane of each cell, everyone just thought it was just a membrane, mm. but what it basically is, is it's a receptor, it's an antenna. So what we think, as we have all the intelligence and memory inside of us, we don't have any of that inside of us, we have receptors and antennas, so like TV aerials, mm. and all the energy outside of us, as in quantum physics, is that's where all the information, everything is stored, your memories, ideas, and the more you tap into, the more, the more antenna mm. you create, your neurons, your cell membranes, is that 
taps into the information field around us. So the idea being is when people have these uh, eureka moments, it's information it's from the dry. field. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're not getting it from. So Silicon Valley companies now are creating chips, yeah. which are endless. So there's no like a memory card now would five gig on it's yeah. amount, it's actually on the card mm. where these new memory chips they're just little antennas that is never ending information so they it's access the information from yeah. the f from the quantum yeah. field fascinating isn't it yeah yeah it's like is elon musk he's got this neural link oh yeah it's which i don't yeah it's, it's yeah it's scary isn't it where it's gonna go we're, we're, all, we're all probably gonna end up part machine aren't we well are we all going to end up like a, a weird hive humanity mm -hmm. the ones that opt into neural link which is quite a religious will you have concept isn't it but will, will you have one your own thought, yeah. One, yeah yeah but you, would you have the dangers of that would be someone else is controlling that another human is controlling that you're not controlling it where uh, if you look say a good example would be kind of swifts swift birds or is it swallows? I think you've well, got on your roof there. It maybe is a swift bird, maybe. Yeah. Uh, and how they move together, don't they? So when you see like mass, like masses of certain mm, birds, they yeah, move they together, don't yeah, they? Like a hive it's mind. the hive mind. Mm. But that's all of them working together at the same time. Mm. But neural link, there'll be someone clicking a button, yeah. and you think they can control you rather than it being yeah. a collective, being yeah. in collective flow, so no one really controls anything. That's more likely to be. There's a couple yeah. of people in a in a building somewhere controlling what you think. Yeah, that's quite well. That's, which is a bit dangerous, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's like they're god, then aren't mm -hmm. they? Yeah, they're the rulers of all. So no, I don't think I'll be getting neural link in my brain. Even if it's like Apple, the, like the latest Apple product. No, no. <laughs> I think if what I think we said it Pull a while back. A really good idea and. Please, any listeners or viewers, don't steal this idea because it's a mass, it's an amazing idea for a film, isn't it? So how humanity will break into two categories and, and it'll be a war. Mm. So basically, it's like a really good futuristic film. The techs, so all the people that latch on to become androids and mm. against the organics. Mm. So then you've got like... Purely organic. Yeah, so they're living the trees and they live in nature. And then you've got all these techs who kind of live, you know... They've with, all got like attachments to yeah, them and like have yeah. limbs that are actually like cybernetic yeah. and the brains. How good got. would that be for a film? Yeah, yeah, Copyright, yeah. by the way, so it's now recorded. <laughs> if anyone steals this idea, we can sue you for it. But also, if and on the podcast or on the YouTube channel, if there's any budding screenwriters... Yeah, just give us, just let us know, because I think that would be an amazing film. But we'd want to be the main stars in the film. Yeah, we would. Yeah, we would be. The, would you be part of the text, or well, would you could, be the we organics? Could, we could be like I don't know. Would, would you? Or would it be like we invent? So we 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 both say, oh, you know, the world should be technologically advanced with an organic. So we come in at the end of the film and save and bring them all together. Or one of us breaks off, so you become the. The organics and now become the techs, yeah. and then there's two battles or vice versa. <laughs> I'm sure this project will never get off the ground. I think we should. I maybe now it's out there. Now yeah. it's gonna. Now it's literally out there. This idea. I maybe think we should. We should contact someone. Yeah, Spielberg or 
Yeah. Kind of director. Steven Spielberg, if you're watching. Sounds like a Spielberg project. Then I'm not a very good screenplay writer, but, you know, we're, sure we're good at ideas. Yeah. Just not the person who wrote Justice League. No, yeah. more Marvel. That would be a good. Christopher Nolan. Oh, I tell you, no. Not J.J. Abrams, but the other guy, M. Night Shalaman, would make a really good mm. good version of it. Quite a dark twisty side, yeah, twisty, end. dark stuff at the end, yeah, maybe. Yeah. M. Night Shalaman, if you are listening, then... It probably is. It's usually, I mean, this podcast is for the stars. And I know at the end, we always got to have a shout-out to Karen. Barbara. Barbara. Karen, Karen is Barbara's neighbour, sorry. <laughs> but I think Barbara probably knows M. Night Shalaman personally. Yeah. Barbara. If you're listening today, let us know if you know anyone who is a screenplay writer, an author. We could create a book first, maybe, from that You're idea. It's always better if the book's first, aren't Yeah. So if there's a really good author out there, then give us a shout. We'll shut some more ideas in, mm. and then they can kind of bulk it out into mm. a really good good book. Yeah. Or a series of books, like like Twilight Saga or the, like you know, the Hunger Potter. Games, Harry Potter's. Yeah. Could be seven, eight books of oh, this. I think we're gonna be. <laughs> this now. is the start. We're gonna be millionaires, gonna be more like Del Boy. This time next year, this will be the inception, won't it? Yeah. Of of of. There'll be a plaque outside your house. This is where it all yeah, started. Yeah, like Brian Clough and, in, uh, in Groveville. They'll knock all the other houses down. He has to come this one left to stay up because it's a Grade One listed building. Yeah. Mm, people have little tours. Yeah. A little bit, a little there, museum. Yeah. This is where all of it started. Like and it wasn't just a movie, mm-hmm. it ended up being reality. Yeah. Well, there's yeah. that theory, isn't there, of uh, like cut, like films and books and ideas is consciousness informing mm-hmm. itself through ideas. Mm-hmm. That's it's not I, an that's original weird. thought. It's no, all, it's just all out there. It's all out there for someone to receive. Yeah. So we don't own anything. We, we never had that idea. It was sent to us. Maybe it's just... We're just in a matrix and it's just another version that's been uploaded, like mm-hmm. 1.2. Yeah. So we're in like version 1.3. It was glitched there, did you see the Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> benefit of the podcast is Alan did shiver there. Yeah, just like the cat in the matrix did. Yeah. It was a glitch. Yeah, they're making another matrix, aren't they, as well? Mm-hmm. Matrix 4. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. stuff. Should we wrap it up now? Because we could. I think this conversation can go on for another. Three, four I, I hours. think yeah. I think the, the, the listeners and yeah. the viewers might get a little bit. And the wrapping up is, is wrapping up our meditative practice for the evening. Yeah. So Barbara, as always, thanks for listening, Barbara. You're you're a legend in yourself. You're a lovely woman, and I've always respected you and everything that you've done and how you've approached it. And I love it how we just say Barbara. Mm. So all the Barbaras out there, I don't know how many there is in the world. I all think it's about them. But they it's all, not, it's about Barbara. It's about it? Barbara. So you know, you know we mean Barbara. I don't know why I'm looking at that mic, because that one, one's not even on. Oh, but in another reality, it is. It will be on. Yeah. yeah. We believe it enough, it will be. Yeah. That could be switched on through the through the power of consciousness and, and the quantum field. It is already. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Indeed. And, th- and, and listen again in the near future. Yeah. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye.